0: It's time for the Smart Money Questions podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions podcast.
1: It's time for Smart Money Questions, the podcast that helps you better prepare for your financial future. Walter Storholt here alongside Matt Hausman. He is the founder of Old security group. And the podcast today is about this new paradigm in retirement. And that new paradigm is not a good one. The new paradigm is debt. And Matt, whenever we talk about debt, or uh, whenever you hear debt talked about, usually we're thinking, you know, off the top of your head, I'm thinking like younger folks who have just bought their first home and maybe still have student loans and credit cards that they've gotten into and you know, sort of the, the Dave Ramsey crowd, folks that are just really focused on getting out of the massive debt they've piled up earlier in life. But you're seeing a trend where this is happening more and more where people are going into retirement with debt? What what is there to be concerned about here?
0: Well, it's it's not really concerned about debt. The new paradigm that I want to talk about today is understanding some of the debt can be good, and obviously there's some debt that's bad, and when people start to go into that distribution phase and actually retired, and they're taking their money, and, and we've talked you know too many times to count, I forget how many podcasts you said we've already done, and invariably it comes up probably every show, and that is money sitting in retirement accounts and understanding that there is a cost that you as the owner of that account will pay when it's time to spend the money. And that cost is taxes. And this just happened this week. And so this is why I wanted to talk about it, is understanding good debt versus bad debt. If most of your money is in those 401k, IRA, 403b type of accounts, and that's your major asset to go to, maybe outside of Social Security and if you have a pension, you want to understand what that cost is and then you, you're sitting over here with your home and here's the paradigm shift in retirement is we've always been told if we live the American dream, we come to retirement and we don't have a mortgage, right?
1: Makes sense. And that's yeah. great,
0: but we also have an asset here that has no tax consequence if we use that asset correctly. So let me give you an example. This particular week, all right, let me go back three years. So three years ago, I had a client. We discussed it on the phone. They had a line of credit on their new home, and that's all they had. They had no mortgage. Outside of that, they had no debt, and they wanted to go buy a home in one of the southern states as they wanted to become snowbirds, and in doing that, they decided to use that line of credit to go down and buy that particular property, so that property is free and clear, and now they have a balance on their home up here. And when they came in, they've been paying a little bit against it, but for the most part, it's just been interest. Keep in mind, the interest payment was at 3%. Rates have gone up a little bit. They're still at 3.75%. And they came in and they wanted to discuss paying it off. And this is the paradigm shift that I want people to recognize, is not all debt is bad because... If they wanted to pay down the line of credit, in this particular case, it's $100,000. That $100,000 is only going to come from one place, and that's their IRAs. That means that they're going to have to pay a little over 30% tax cost to get $100,000 out of their accounts to pay down a home equity line of credit that only has a 3.75 cost of interest. So do you see where I'm going there, Walter? Yeah, Uh, huge disparity. Huge disparity. So when you look at the numbers, and here's the emotional thing, because she was visibly upset about this, and I've had these conversations multiple times over the course of the last six, seven years, is I don't like making that $300 or $400 interest payment every single month and not seeing the balance go down and so i've got this money sitting over here i've got this big chunk of money sitting over in my ira and quite frankly let's even let's throw this into it the market's done real well over the course of the last year i've got a good amount of profit that is sitting in that account why can't i take it and whack that home equity line of credit back to zero get that debt gone and so what I did is I just simply put the numbers up on the whiteboard. I said, okay, let's look at this. Over the course of the next year, $100,000 balance at 3.75%. This is going to cost you roughly $3,800 for the entire year to keep that existing debt structure there. Or... We can take out roughly $138,000. We're going to pay roughly $38,000 in tax because remember, we have to gross that up to net $100,000, right? It's not a simple equation where it's only $30,000. You actually have to take out more tax. So it's going to cost about $38,000. So $38,000 that Uncle Sam's going to get right at this minute, or you can pay $4,000 over the course of the next year. And then it, It was, you know, when we look at it logically and we just put the numbers to it, that can hopefully overtake the emotion. I understand that there's emotion there, but it's recognizing the cost of where your money is and what's the most advantageous or efficient way to do it. So what we ended up doing, just to let you know, to help also ease the emotional strain that this was creating for her is we're gonna structure a monthly distribution within a certain tax range, keep in mind it's still gonna be more expensive than the 4%, but at least it's not a 30 to 32% cost on just paying it all off at one particular time. And so that's where debt in some cases can be good, especially when it's inexpensive debt and now we're using our home as a true valuable asset in other words, they still get to enjoy their, their place down south. They have a low-cost structure on that line of credit. Quite frankly, they've got a lot more if they ever had an emergency that we could go to on the line of credit. And now we'll start to distribute that IRA money in a more efficient way instead of taking that absolute you know, bonk on the head tax hit by just wanting to whack it down because emotionally it's very difficult. So the same can be said for purchasing an automobile. I was just quite frankly, I was speaking to my mom uh, a couple of weeks ago and we're looking to get a, a new car. And of course, her comment to me was, and this is if you understand my mom, because I always heard this. If I ever used the word hate when I was younger, my mom would sit me down and my mom would say, now, Matt, that's a very strong word. <laughs> And so she her comment to me when I said, Mom, I, it's not a good situation for you to just go buy a new car right now. It's going to cost too much. I mean, good night. Right now, the interest rates are anywhere from 0% to like 1.9 and everything in between. So let's look at doing that or possibly even leasing one. And her comment was, Matt, I'm only going to say this once. She proceeded to say it four times. I hate buying a new car and having a payment. I did the math and I said, and the other thing is, for instance, if it's a lease or if it's a brand new car, you don't have to worry about any kind of maintenance issues that you're dealing with now. And we can structure that out to come out at a very minimal tax cost versus taking it all out at one time just because you don't want to make a monthly payment. And by the way, the monthly payment's like 150 bucks a month. So it's not that the payment is that much. It's the idea of having that. So. We think of retirement, we think of debt in retirement, and we think it is absolutely taboo. But what's happened is now people are recognizing that debt in retirement can actually be an effective strategy if utilized correctly versus taking large sums out of their different retirement accounts. And even that being said, I mentioned that the market has done well, even if you have an after-tax account and you're going to get to take advantage of long-term capital gains a long-term capital gain is still going to cost you a 15% tax cost versus a 4% interest cost. So those are just the things that I want people to recognize. The other thing is when we talk about bad debt, which is credit cards, personal lines of credit, some of them can actually be good. So one of the things I talked to the client about that was – looking to pay down the line of credit, is we talked about, and this is probably a class I would have to do, so I'm just going to kind of go through it real quickly, but you can utilize cash flow very effectively against a home equity line of credit, especially if you have a credit card that you're using for all of your purchases during the month. And there are some very attractive ones out there. I just pulled the numbers. The way we're structured is I use a Chase credit card I think it's a Visa or MasterCard and we put all of our household expenses on it and then we pay it off every month. Year to date, I've already received over $500 cash back through the different incentives that they offer when I use that at different gas stations or department stores or what have you. And so I don't pay any interest costs and they've given me 500 to use somebody else's money for a certain period of time. So, There's all different ways that debt, if worked correctly, can be structured very efficiently in the overall planning that you're looking to do. In some cases, though, it just is getting over some emotional hurdles and recognizing that now there is a paradigm shift with where debt can fit in to someone's overall retirement plan.
1: And I'd imagine, Matt, that this gets, you know, advice-wise customized from person to person. Because some people are going to be able to handle emotionally those strategies, but other people are are still going to really struggle with. Even even if it makes sense on paper that they're going to make more money, you know, doing X or Y, that Z is still the option that makes them feel more comfortable. And I guess that's where you then have to weigh, okay, that there's an emotional barrier here to this debt, whatever the situation may be, with with your mom in the car or with, you know, paying off the house or managing credit cards and leveraging them to your advantage and being comfortable enough to do those kinds of things, where sometimes you probably do have to, I'm guessing, back off and say, all right, well, we at least know what the smartest financial decision to make is, but let's consider the emotions here.
0: Well, and you're exactly right. In some cases, the, the hurdle can't be, we can't get over that hurdle. But at least the client has been able to see and recognize if they decide to take care of the emotional issue, they recognize what's going to happen on the mathematical side. And so there's no surprises later on. But I'll give you a story actually about that is that's what we're here for as a financial coach and advisor. I actually sat with one particular client. I sat with him probably eight or nine times going over the first story I talked about, and that is understanding how a line of credit can be leveraged in retirement. And at the end of that time, and this was over probably about a six or seven month period of time, is I saw when the light went on and he looked at me and he goes, I totally get it now. And then the paradigm shift had happened because we went through that process And he no longer had any fear or anxiety with understanding how that debt really fit well in his overall plan. But I let him know after every meeting, I'm here again. If you want to go back over it, I'll run back through it again. If you come to the end and you recognize, you know what, I don't want to go through this anymore. I just want to do it the way I'm going to do it. At least you understand what that cost is going to be. In his particular case, he recognized it and still to this day, he's been utilizing that line of credit in a very efficient way because like I mentioned at the beginning is most people have the majority of their assets, where they're going to go pull money from is in those retirement accounts and they've never thought about the cost of what that is, what Uncle Sam is gonna take out when they take those distributions.
1: Sometimes all we can ask for is the knowledge or at least give me all the options on the table. And Matt, that sounds like what you do for people each and every single day, making sure that they at least have all the available information on the table in front of them to make the decision that's right for them. And 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 that's the best way to guide through some of these situations, it sounds like. So if if you're battling a debt situation or wondering how you can manage the debt of of your home or a home equity line of credit or if you have piled some things up on credit cards or you're going through that issue of, eh, should I buy a new car? Should I lease? This is what financial planning is all about. It's much deeper than just what's the best investment to give me the best return on my money into retirement. All of these other factors can be considered. A dollar saved, what's the saying? A dollar saved is just as good as a dollar earned or something. There's been variations of that saying, I guess, over the years. But you save a dollar, it's the same as if you'd earned a dollar. And that's why it's important to look at the full picture, not just on the return on your investment. So if you'd like to have your financial situation looked at with that magnifying glass in that more detailed scope All you have to do is reach out to Matt Hausman and set up that time to chat, whether it's in one of the offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania, or Newark, Delaware, or over the phone or via Skype or some other digital technology. Matt can set it up all across the country with you, as he does many of his clients. 610-719-3003 is his number. That's 610-719-3003 or online at smartmoneyquestions.com. That's smartmoneyquestions.com. You can submit questions to the podcast there. We might feature them on a future show, or you can just ask Matt your question directly as well. Smartmoneyquestions.com. That's also, you'll see links there where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher as well. That's it for this week's edition of the Smart Money Questions podcast. For Matt, I'm Walter, and we'll look forward to talking to you on the next one.